Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Temper Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60 month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Sal Capaccio. 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 On WGR. Sal Capaccio in a moment. In that update, for a moment I misheard what Josh said and thought you said Pebble Beach Bro Am, and I thought that'd be a that's this week. The, the Bro Am that it really it's what they should call it. Yeah, the Southwest whatever the I'm sorry the waste management. My bees continue to roll into <laughs> into Pro Am. Yeah, I like it. This should be the Bro Am. Yeah, we should have. I mean, people out there should just have a tur- somebody out there right now has a tournament with their friends. They call it the Bro Am. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I get the Bro-Am this week. And a lot more are about to have that as they... Uh, I'm putting that in group chats right now. Bro-Am? Yeah. All right. Sal Capaccio joining us on the Western Hotline. Good morning, Sal. Good morning, guys. How are you? Good. Getting Good ready weekend. for S- Super Bowl week. Um, I was alerted to the fact that Nickelodeon's broadcast of the Super Bowl will have a rules expert. It's Dora the Explorer. They'll go to. She plays the role. Of, she plays the role of Gene Sterator. So uh-huh. my plans to go to Nickelodeon to avoid a rules expert. I can't even get away. It'll no. be Dora the Explorer. That's uh, the rules expert for that broadcast. So, you know, Sal, you know how I feel about rules experts. I'm not happy about it, but it is what it is. I, I do, I do. Uh, th- that's good. Uh, I spent about ten minutes last night explaining how. Miley Cyrus was Hannah Montana and whom Hannah Montana was to my 10-year-old. <laughs> right. So that Very was nice. interesting, yes. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Grammys last night, watched a good chunk of that. Uh, you know, whatever. It was a weekend of uh, exhibition, whatever, whether, whether it's the Senior Bowl, skills competitions, uh, all-star game, you know, a lot of stuff out there to, to keep an eye on. Meanwhile, the Bills were busy, and they have been busy shuffling things on the coaching staff. We can also check in on James Cook, Deion Dawkins, Stefan Diggs, how things one of the Pro Bowl games for uh, for the Bills players. But, Sal, the news on the Bills' defensive staff, Al Holcomb, linebackers coach, uh, Marcus West, defensive line coach. We'll get to Leslie Frazier back in the league. Uh, what's going on on the Bills' coaching staff as they continue to kind of shuffle in and whatever, settle in in this game of musical chairs that is the coaching offseason? Yeah, it's this this is the time of year. This is what happens in February. You you know, other staffs are being formed, so people leave. Sometimes you have firings, um, and then you just have changes. Sometimes people leave, or like Eric Washington left, you know, to become a defensive coordinator. Bobby Babbage stays. He becomes the Bills' defensive coordinator. So now you have to replace him at linebackers coach. Al Holcomb moves to linebackers coach. Remember last year he was a senior defensive assistant brought on last year. Marcus West was the assistant D-line coach to Eric Washington, so now he gets elevated to the full-time 
defensive line coach. So yeah, these are just kind of the the na- the nature of things that happen in the business. Sometimes you go outside, sometimes you stay internal. The Bills generally, for the most part, a lot of times stay internal. They do bring people in from the outside sometimes, um, you know. But you want to have people who understand, you know, your process, your system, your techniques, things like that. Um, you know, I'm sure that you know when Bobby Babbage gets hired as defensive coordinator, he evaluates his staff along with Sean McDermott and says, "These are the people that I." you know, think that are good for us. And, hey, we lost this guy, so here's this person can move in. There's still some stuff to be done. Uh, still no official quarterbacks coach named. You know, I wonder if that's Mike Shula or Kyle Shermer. Do they bring somebody in from the outside? Remember there was a, 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 a guy whose name is Escape, Escapes Me. He moved over, actually was at UB, actually now uh, worked on the Bills staff when Joe Brady was named the interim offensive coordinator. So there's still some of this stuff to be done. And, um, and I'm going to be honest with you guys. Like, it's just amazing to me how... Like, you know, you make a move. This happens every year, though. There's a couple names announced, and there's a segment, a group, whatever, some fans who just get very upset that it's somebody in the building because they haven't won a Super Bowl yet. And I don't know what the, I don't know yeah, right. what you're supposed to say to that, right? Like, yeah, I mean, like, this is the way life works, though. You you do a good job. You get elevated to the next role. Like, and it doesn't, hmm. yes, in, in saying, for example, Marcus West, I, I can't tell you how many people said, well, the D-line didn't show up, but here we go, oh, yeah. elevating the assistant D-line coach. I mean, look, the D-line was very good all last year, and I get it. They did not perform well in that last game. But, A, that, that does, you know, Marcus West, you know, he's probably he's put his time in this league and doesn't mean he's a bad coach, and, you know, he was only here for one year. And, B, what you want is you want, the, you know, the, the position coaches are people who understand, again, your scheme, your technique. You bring somebody in from the outside – you have to make sure they are somebody you understand what their work ethic is and somebody who knows all that. doesn't mean you can't do it, but I just think there's a lot of unnecessary, I don't know, angst over doing that. This is what happens in life in most places, to be honest with you. And I'll be interested to see what happens with quarterback coach because they've done this at quarterback coach mm-hmm. where it's been internal promotion for both Ken Dorsey and Joe Brady from that job to offensive coordinator when there's been a changeover, it doesn't have to go that way, but whoever they hired as quarterback coach, assuming that they would hire somebody, I'm already prepared to be thinking, okay, this is the favorite to be their next offensive coordinator. I agree. Um, you know, that's the that's kind of the natural progression when you have a defensive head coach, like we've talked about, and sometimes you have to replace the coordinator if that person moves on. So you put people in place that can – Rise up, understand, have rela- you know, these relationships with players. I will tell you this, guys. I talked to a couple of people yesterday who said Al Holcomb spent a lot of time in- with the linebackers already. Like, this was something that was natural for him, and those players really like him. Like, he, this is a, a already built in relationships. I know that the defensive line, that group there, a lot of those guys have good relationships with Marcus West already. So, you know, those are a lot of things you have to consider. You bring someone in from the outside, you don't know. It doesn't mean that there can't be really great coaches somewhere else. Most coaches are going to already have jobs on other staffs, people you look at. You know, so sure, could you go to the college ranks or look for somebody? Yeah, there's always people like that. But that also takes away from the job these people have already done to get to where they are in life and have an opportunity for a promotion within your own building. Sal Capaccio on the Western Hotline. From the Pro Bowl game, Sal, we had a Stefan Diggs on-camera interview. Also had some, um, I saw Diggs himself interviewing James Cook, which was kind of cool, talking about how great a season Cook had. Uh, anything that you took away from what Diggs had to say or how, how the Bills you know, carried themselves this week at the Pro Bowl games? Because, you know, it's a, it's a fun event for a lot of these players. I think that's one spot that the league has actually 
hit a home run. These players seem to have a good time with these new games. They get to be more loose, uh, whether it's just the flag football or the events they play. It seems like they enjoy it, and guys have a good time. So I'm going to be super transparent with you guys. I didn't watch one second of this stuff yesterday. <laughs> I just want you to know that. I didn't sure, watch fine. one second of it. I saw like, it. It wasn't that I didn't so care. I, I, mean, I didn't kind of care. I, like, hey, honestly, I mean, I haven't had a good my mom's pasta and sauce in a while oh, on a Sunday. That's what yeah. I did yesterday. All right. So stuff. I had a chance to do that. So, no, we had, so I did read the quote from Stefan Diggs um, over the weekend. I think Nick Veronica tweeted out. It was the one that yep. came out, I think, um, sat, Friday or Saturday. And, you know, he wasn't committed, you know, talking about next year. He did read that. He did say, you know, we'll see how it goes and taking it day by day. And I understand. Like, I think that it would be great. I do. I think it would be great if Stefan Diggs came out and said, Oh yeah, man. You know what? We were just this close. We're going to do it next year. We're going to come back. We're going to run it back. We're going to, you know, we're going to improve on. It would be great if he said that and have a answer that sounds like totally all in on Buffalo. He leaves the door open for people to make something out of the quote and speculation. But I think that caveat is that's kind of who he's always been. That's the way he talks a lot of times. So I think you have to take all that in consideration. One thing that happened over the weekend, I don't know if you guys saw, there was a bit of a you know, social media back and forth where I had to make a correction. I said to this, said this to you guys right after the game, but I don't know where the notion came from that Stefan Diggs left the locker room early after the final playoff game. He did not. He was one of the final five or six guys in there. He was still in there when I left, and I was one of the very last people to leave as far as reporters. And there was him and Trent Sherfield, maybe five defensive backs that there were four or five that were talking. So, you know, it wasn't like last year where we had a lot of that. But yeah, I, I understand. Like, you'd love for him to come out and go, Hey, I mean, it didn't happen. We're going to keep trying until we get this thing right. And, you know, I, I can't wait to get to work in the offseason and work with Josh. He doesn't say that. And people want to speculate because a lot of the stuff from before. And, and I'd love to hear him say that, but he doesn't. But you also, I don't think you should read in to, to go f- too far overboard to read into anything meaning the opposite, if that right. makes sense. Right. I, I, it's just, this is kind of who he's been and how he talks. Yeah. I had a, a thought on it and. Without, it's not exactly the best comparison, but I want to make a comparison to, hold on, Belichick. And what I mean by that is just this. He just doesn't want to play your game. Diggs doesn't want to play your game when asked all these questions. Just like Belichick, when asked stuff, is like, we're on to Cincinnati, we're on to Cincinnati. Belichick doesn't want to play your game. And Mm -hmm. you can dislike that Diggs doesn't want to do that, but to me, that's what it is, Sal. He doesn't want to play your game. He doesn't want to talk all offseason. He got to camp, and what did he do? He talked for like 30 minutes. And how many times did he talk the rest of the season? Not that many, right? If at all. So to me, that's what it is. You don't have to like that. But to me, that's what it feels like is he just doesn't want to play your game if, if you want to be someone constantly asking him how he feels about things. Right. He did. There was a during the middle of the season, he spoke every Wednesday after practice. Hmm. And then that stopped. And, you know, I mean. Yeah, and and I agree with you, Jeremy, for whatever reason. And he's like, hey, you know what? There's some things out there that I don't like. Uh, or somebody asked something, somebody said something. Whatever the reason is, I don't know. But he did for a while, and then he stopped. And I think he did again later on. We heard from him. So there went like three, four weeks without hearing from him. So who knows? But you're right. I, I think that's right. Um, you know, it, again, there's a lot of times where some of these guys, they're, they're always they're always willing to you know stand in front of Mike and say these things that, we all love hearing and want to hear. And that's not necessarily Stefan. And when he does talk, I think he's actually very good in front of a microphone. I wish he'd talk more often just for that. Not just because I want to hear anything. I, don't, like, I think he's good at when he speaks. Um, I would also mm-hmm. tell you that, you know, the, the game we're talking about, the playoff game, he did not speak to the media after the game. 
I was I would say a good five guys though that I asked, hey, you know, you know, they they nah, you know, they and and you'd love to hear everybody after a playoff game, right? But they're they just had their loss, their season's over, so you know, just some things that are out there that I think that people are putting on Stefan and well, mm-hmm. you know, he didn't talk to the media. Well, there was there were a few guys who didn't, I would tell you that. Um, and it didn't become a big of a deal, but because these quotes come out, you circle back to those things, and then people make a big deal. And I, I'm not here to tell anybody that I know what's going to happen either. I'll pull the stuff on Diggs here and say, I don't know what's going to happen this year. It, you never know in this business. Do the Bills mm-hmm. feel after the season he had last year and how the production waned down the stretch? Do they feel that you know they have to do something different? Is there something going on where he feels like he doesn't want to? Be? I don't know. I don't know any of that. What I'm saying is, though, I think we have to be too careful one way or the other to always kind of read into these little things because this is his personality and how it manifests itself. Right, and if you believe that it's not that, if someone believes that it is him trying to send a message or something, like the, of the three-minute interview he did with Cameron Wolf, the video that got posted on Friday, the the right at the end when he gets asked, "Do you think you'll be a bill next season?" and he says, "Bleep, I don't know." As far as with the money and all that stuff, I can't control none of that. Like, okay, re- t- say that it's a message. What is he trying to? Get, what is his motivation, Sal? Like, what is he trying to have happen? If you want to be as cynical as possible, it's what he wants to be traded because. I still, to this point, am asking anybody to find me a way with the cap, and we'll ask Mike Gennady at an hour from Track. Like, our baseline knowledge of how the cap works, I just don't see how it's feasible in any way with them still putting... Like, how could they do that, Sal, and put a realistic, you know, wide receiver core that can mm-hmm. help them compete right away? Like, I was starting to wonder if that comment meant... If if it did mean anything, again, we're playing the what-if game, does he just not want his contract restructured again? Because the Bills, essentially, sure. sell can lock him in until he's like 35 years old if they want to move money around. And I don't even think they – you tell me. I don't even think they need his permission on that. In in, in most ways, you don't. There's, there's different things you can do. So if they take his signing bonus and move it into a um, – I'm sorry, they take his base salary and move it into a signing bonus, you don't really need his permission. In general cases, most cases, most contracts in the NFL, it's basically written in where teams are allowed to do that. And they've done that before. They did that with Stefan a couple of years ago. In fact, last year, I think they moved. Um, that was it. Remember last year and people said, well, he must want to be here because he agreed. He didn't have to agree to do that. They, they, you can just move that around. You can do that. So that is true. But that's a good point, Joe. The more you do that, the longer you're tying yourself into him with a bigger cap hit down the road. Eventually, when he gets to a certain age and you do want to move on from him. Also, you know the re- the releasing part, the trading part, all of that. If you want to cut him, you want to trade him. The the, the money is so big to take on over the next two years. It's just, there's just no way. Brandon right. Bean's not going to do that. So yes, the only way that this would happen to me, and Mike can speak more to this when he comes on. The only way this would happen is if they they got with each other, and he agreed to take some sort of huge pay cut up front in order to be moved. I mean, that would really have to happen. I think now Mike can explain a little bit more, but I think that's the only way you can do this because otherwise. The team isn't just going to do it because he wants to do it, if he even did, right? Yep. They have to do what's best for them, and Brandon Bean's not going to put himself in that kind of situation. Well, Brandon Bean, by the way, let's remember, did say two weeks ago, I still feel he's a number one wide receiver. Right. we got to get him a little more help around him. So I think that's what he said at the second part. I think if I yep, remember, yep, yep, he yep. did say he felt he was number one wide receiver. Absolutely. Sal Capaccio on the Western Hotline. Thank you, Sal. You got it, guys. Thanks. Senior Bowl happened this week. Maybe you saw... Lad McConkey voted best receiver on the one side. 
I like that, how the Senior Bowl does that. They have, first off, they have the week of practices. Mm-hmm. Then not everybody stays. Some guys go down and just practice and then leave and don't stay for the game. But you get where the best player at each position is voted on by the guys that went up against them. Mm-hmm. And it was Ladd McConkey on the one side for uh, the Senior Bowl, which is, you know, cool event. I'm going to need him to not wear number 84 in the NFL, though. It's not a cool number anymore. Got to do better than that. 84. You'd like the number six or something. You say 84, in my mind, insanely went to Joe Jaravicious, who maybe never <laughs> never wore 84. Uh-huh. I don't know. Do you ever wear 84 with the Giants? I'm, I am just you saying that name. I am out on Ladd McConkie right now because I just heard the his name and Joe Jaravicious. Okay. Randy Moss wore 84. That's pretty good. Joe Jaravicious wore 87 and 83 yeah, like from what said. I'm seeing. Oh, no, and he wore 84 with the Browns. Okay, boom. <laughs> there you go. I, I hit it. You had you had a one and three shot. He wore eighty four with the Giants too. There you go. Oh, there you go. I had it. That's Perfect. why. That's why you knew that. Who else? Eighty four. It is tougher now because T.J. Hushmanzada wore number eighty four. Like it? Yeah. Let's remember some eighty fours. <laughs> There's not many anymore, right? Who's the best eighty four today? It's probably a tight end, isn't it? It's more yeah, of a tight and, end number. And now. even the eighty four, eighty fours, even the tight ends go higher. It's usually like eighty six and above. Yeah. For tight ends. I think Noah Gray on the Chiefs is 84. Okay, there's one. Noah Gray. The backup Chiefs tight end. Is, I only is know the... that because I picked him up in the beginning of the season when Kelsey was hurt yeah. for my backup tight end. Uh, Antonio Brown wore number 84. That's right. That's right. That's a good one. Um, Man, he should come easier. Did, did, <laughs> did Shannon Sharp wear 84? That also sounds right. Herman Moore? I mean, I'm way too old now. Herman Moore. Are you ready for that a, by a the 40s way? football player? Who are we talking about? Herman Moore. Herman Moore. We're what? not making Hermans anymore. I can tell you that. Hey. Then I'll think. Herman Moore. I think Herman Moore at one point set the NFL record for receptions in a season. Herman Moore? Yeah. More than Jerry Rice? Yeah. He had 123 catches in 1995. I think that was an NFL record at the time. Herman Moore. Wow. And he wore number 84. I am ready for a fun game, by the way. Yeah? Yeah. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Yeah. We're going to do wide receiver idea of the day next, but I do have something 
stowed away. I have a little note here in my notes about, you know how we do, we like to do this. You ask me if I know something because I'm the old guy and I don't. Yep, yep. And I ask you if you if you If ever, I knew who Herman Moore was. Right, which is not. a no. That's an absolute no. I bet the two of you, as we get to the Super Bowl, there are all-time ad campaigns and events that you don't even know existed. Of course, right? Like, because yeah. Super Bowl history is more than just the games. I watched 10 minutes of Super Bowl five over the weekend. Wow. Yeah. Super Bowl five. Yes. Who was playing? Who was Super Bowl five? Colts, Cowboys. Okay. Super Bowl five. It just popped up or? You turn on the TV and, you know, YouTube there TV was. offers. It was a denoised, color-enhanced Super Bowl five. So you could wow. watch this broadcast. And I fast-forwarded five minutes into the game or ten minutes, whatever, like, hit the little bar across to watch mm-hmm. some of this game. And the Colts are on offense, and here's Johnny Unitas. And I think, yeah, <laughs> all right, you know what? I'm going to watch Johnny Unitas throw the football. Let's go. Mm-hmm. I fully expected these two teams to ground and pound the whole time, and they were, they were throwing the ball. So the huh. first play I see, again, I fast-forwarded to the middle of the game, mm-hmm. play. Unitas under center, and here's Johnny U., Pulls back, fires downfield, picked off by Chuck Howley, linebacker of the Cowboys back then, who was also a great player. So mm-hmm. that's really the whole story. But he threw Johnny United had a seventy-five yard touchdown pass in this game. All right, did you get to that part? I, I did not. After the Chuck Howley pick, I was just like, all right, whatever. So he had a seventy-five yard touchdown pass. You want to know United's stat line from this Super Bowl? Let me guess. Go ahead. Nine for eleven for seventy-eight yards. <laughs> so. Three for nine for eighty-eight yards. One touchdown and two interceptions. Wow, that's uh. He got benched, I guess, or got hurt at some point because there's stats from Earl Morrill in here. Oh yeah, three for nine. He had a 75 yard touchdown. He finished three for nine for 88 yards. <laughs> Tough one. And he's in the Hall of Fame. Get out of here. The next day, the debate shows were asking if he's elite or not. <laughs> yep. Yeah, three for nine for. Mm. All right, 803-0550, to join us. Got that fun game. We will do wide receiver of the, of the day idea. Yes. We've got a wide receiver of the day idea for you. We'll do this how many days till the draft? 80. 80? All right, we're going to have to come 80 up with like days. 80 different receivers over the course of uh, this process. Oh, there's, there's, there's enough. There's a lot in free agency. Well, there's a free lot agency in the draft. happens first. That's so. right. That's right. So we'll do. We'll get free agents out of the way first. Yeah, and I've got a free agent wide receiver idea of the day next. You want to be efficient. You want to be explosive. It's hard to be both. That being said, however, you need to create explosive plays. Three years they've been telling me about boards. To hell with boards. Throw We're them done. out. We're done with boards. We're done with their boards. No boards, all trains. All aboard! You're listening to Jeremy and Joe on the home of the Bills. WGR Sports Radio 550. Alright, we're going to do wide receiver idea of the day. Jeremy and Let's Joe, go. good morning. You know, recapping the weekend, you had golf. Canceled the final round of the uh, Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Saw Josh Allen play some golf. He hit, I guess, I, I was watching during the break some of the highlights of the amateurs. He hit a shot out of the bunker into the crowd. Allen did? Yeah. All right. 
Like, it looked like he was trying to, you know, you open the club face, you try to get under it in the bunker right next to the green, so you got to fly it and stop it pretty quick, and it looked like he sculled it, and it went, like, mm. straight into the stands. Well, good he news. He was laughing about it. Someone good. handed him a beer. <laughs> he played with Tom Brady, who doffed a tee shot in legendary fashion. That which, was uh, still way worse. Still, that still steals the show. Okay, yeah. wide receiver idea of the day. Joe, this wide receiver, this isn't trivia, but I'm going to give you a little bit of one. This is a free agent. Okay. These wide receiver ideas of the day, it's important everybody knows. These aren't all the best ideas, but they're ideas. Mm-hmm. This NFL wide receiver had a grade of 90 from Pro Football Focus. Mm-hmm. And uh, for the final four like five, overall grade. No, for Just... the second half of the season. Okay. And for a stretch of five weeks... Six weeks, he his grade from Pro Football Focus only trailed Tyreek Hill. Wow. Four wide receivers. For wide yeah. receivers, that's okay. right. It is Odell Beckham Jr., a previous uh. wide receiver idea of many days. Yes. We spent lots of time. We spent like a whole season we spent, <laughs> tracking him. We spent a <laughs> December, January, and then an offseason on Beckham, who came to town and went to Josh Allen's house. Right. As yeah, he was pa- here. As part of the recruiting process or yep. wooing process. Yep. And it never came to be. And Beckham went and got himself $15 million for one season in Baltimore. He was a role player. He helped. Right. He was not exactly the put them over the top, but he was good. When everybody was healthy, he was their third pass catcher. Yeah. He was behind Flowers and Andrews. And even honestly, he maybe was behind Likely. So he was like their he was their third guy. So role player. Yeah. Yeah. Expensive role player. Yes. And as we're laying out ideas at this position for the Bills, they can't have an expensive role player. It's one of the reasons they can't re-sign Gabe Davis, because mm-hmm. Gabe Davis needs to be a role guy like he was in his first couple seasons with the Bills and not number two paid receiver guy. So yep. if Beckham were to be cheap, role player guy. What do we think about that as the wide receiver idea of the day? Again, comes off that major injury. Last year is his first full season back, and in the second half of the season, he was very good for them and graded very well in an offense that wasn't exactly you know the most explosive passing offense, but mm-hmm. he contributed. Yeah. ESPN open score. He and I looked this up a little bit over the weekend because we had um, a Baltimore guest on on Friday, and he said Beckham had contributed throughout the year, but by the end... He was starting to look dusty. The word he used was dusty. So I'm like, all right, let me see like what his year was. ESPN open score. He finished 34th overall in open score. 34th okay. is not that bad, by the way. Not like at a, all. That's a number two receiver. Sure, that's um, if the guys he were right above. Rashi Rice was the guy right behind him. Elijah Moore, uh, Romeo Dobbs, Adam Thielen. He was he was just below Chris Godwin and T Higgins. Okay, where he's really come down. From where he was, I mean, beginning of his career, he was a phenom at this. Yards after catch, way down. Hmm. From, but, but like, he gets open. The catch score is still really high. So those two areas were good for him last year. And he didn't put up so much production that, like, he's not getting close to what he got last year. What's he getting? That's a great question. That's part of this. As the idea of the day, so what is his market value? We'll talk with Mike Gennetti of Track coming up in about an hour. Mike Gennetti puts his market value at 12. Like, the Bills can't yeah, pay well, him. That's, tw- that's too much. You can't pay him 12. Yeah. But if all these rookie receivers come out and this great free agent class hit, 
Yeah. There are going to be. He's getting the same per year. I know it's one year, but like Gabe Davis is getting 12, isn't he? Yeah. And Gabe Davis, you're getting on a multi-year deal. He's younger. He's going to serve, I think, more roles than Beckham is, right? I mean, at least, what? You talk about Different the blocking roles. for Davis. Right. If, if the number's 12, you can't do it. Not even thinking about no. it. If the number comes in at 6, yeah, I wonder what the Bills can get for a $6 million guy, whether it's a prove-it deal or it, that's the Emmanuel Sanders contract. Granted, that's a couple yeah. of year, it's a couple of years ago, so that deal grows by now. But the point is, you're not looking for Beckham to be the savior that the Bills were, or that we were looking for him to be when they brought Cole Beasley and John Brown back off the street. Yeah, that's when Beckham was. Please get him on this offense. You need another body in here, a guy that can play. And he never came back that season. Role player, veteran role player, depth guy that that would go where with, with a rookie. Yeah, for sure. Like like he. This is like a this is like a wide receiver idea. A wide receiver of D of the day. Like not this is not to me the wide receiver idea of the day, if I can make that distinction. Boy, it's it's all be... wide receiver idea of the day because <laughs> he can't be the idea. If it's just they can't just sign Odell Beckham to, to replace Gabe Davis and like, okay, we're good. No, of course not. But I also wouldn't I would expect they would have seen his year. And if you look at like snap counts and the way Baltimore used him, like he was very rotational. It was not Gabe Davis is on the field all the time, right? Like ninety percent of snaps when he's healthy, um, and Beckham, Beckham had one game where he played above sixty. Like he was not, you know, you're not putting him on the field when you're run blocking. He's, you know, thirty one. He's going to be thirty two years old. You got to manage his snaps a little bit. He's had two knee injuries in his career, so there's got to be some management with it. But I mean, in the in the role he was used for Baltimore, he was just productive enough to where. I think it's acceptable to think, okay, I draft a guy, and then he's my veteran insurance just to have a guy just in case. That's what Baltimore did, doesn't it? Like, hey, Zay Flowers is here. If he's not great, maybe we put a little bit more on Beckham's plate. Oh, look, Zay Flowers is great. We don't have to make Beckham a focal point of our offense. He can just be a guy who gets 500 yards. He signed with the Ravens before they had Flowers. Before they had him? Yeah. April, they, but was, they, but this would be the same thing, right? Like, you no, would, no, I agree. I'm if saying, the Bills signed him, it'd be the same thing. Like, you would yes. not have that rookie receiver yet, but you would have the intent of going after. Right. Him. Beckham signed with the Ravens April 13th. Okay. And the re- draft would have been a couple, draft. a couple weeks later. Right. Yeah. It's an it's an idea. We'll kick them all around. It's not. It's it's about as close as to like this Emmanuel Sanders comparison that I've been making. Like, it's about as close to that as I've. I've seen because right. Who else is out there for that exact idea? Yeah. Someone that's been good. You're not asking the moon of right. Like you're not getting Mike Evans on that contract, right? What you're looking for is whoever's going to return kicks is going to return kicks, and you're replacing Hardy and Sherfield here. There's two right. jobs. Right. Eight zero three zero five fifty. DJ and Lockport. Hey DJ, want to get in on uh, the idea of the day? Go for it. Hey, good morning, guys. Well, first off, you know, obviously, all due respect, but to me, with Beckham, I think that's that said past already. I honestly, I'm a guy that wanted to draft Josh Rosen, so last year I wanted Odell Beckham Jr., thinking he'd be some kind of linchpin for this offense, and I don't know what exactly Baltimore did with him, but clearly he wasn't the guy that everybody wanted to come to Buffalo and, and have such an impact on the field because he didn't do it for Baltimore. I feel like with this, we have to almost play it like a Madden. You go right to the speed. The highest guy with the highest speed, and then you'd go next to the catching ability. We need a guy, whether it be college drafted or 
if God, you know, God said we can find somebody in the NFL that's done it and has the speed to get open downfield that Josh Allen will not overthrow and that will catch the ball. I feel like we leave five, six, maybe upwards of ten bomb touchdowns on the field every season that could easily switch these one-score games over and, you know, put us at 14-3 and three instead of, you know, 11 and whatever. I just I feel like we're missing that so much, and it's such a big thing that Allen can do is just push the ball 75 yards down the field in the air. I, I wish we can get Tyreek Hill, a guy that can literally just run by everybody and catch the ball. I feel like we're missing that so much. And if we can find it, whether it be in the draft or find somebody in the NFL, which I don't even think there is anybody in the NFL available right now that could do that, but that's what I oh. would hope that they do. Just find the fastest guy that has the best catchability that can get open downfield. So I'll hang up and listen, guys. Have a good day, man. Thanks, DJ. One of our premium ideas of the day, Marquise Brown would be a candidate for this in the NFL. Yeah. And today, if you want a draft pick name, Eric Edholm, who we talked to on Thursday from the Senior Bowl, he has a mock draft up at NFL.com who has the Bills taking, which has the Bills taking a guy that would do this for you, which is Troy Franklin, yep. Oregon. A lot of overlap here. I, the one thing I want to say, though, and this this happens every draft season, don't let one idea make it sound like others are off the table. As we just laid out the case for Beckham, uh, no one is suggesting that they wouldn't do something else. They need they need multiple receivers. Mm-hmm. So we're going to fit a lot of different roles here. And, I don't know, in this case, what is he? He's He can play outside. He can play on the slot. He can help you be malleable on some level. I, I don't think it's the best idea. The money would have to be really cheap, and I'm not sure where he's going to go. But again, like as you say, he wasn't what Baltimore asked him to be. He didn't have a big role. I just laid out for you, Pro Football Focus graded him as the second-best receiver in the second half of the season behind only Tyreek Hill. Mm -hmm. But it's probably past time for Beckham. You just don't need him to be your number one or your number... You don't even really need him to be your number two. No. No. Number two is probably... it, It probably will have to be a rookie. The Gabe like Davis, if the Bills the, signed him in free agency, and he in the let's say the rookie came in and like wasn't you know a, elite right away, Quentin Johnston or something like it's slow played a little bit. I'd expect Shakir to outpace Beckham in terms of targets yeah, and, and catches. Happy birthday, Khalil Shakir! By the way, over the weekend, it was his birthday. All right. That's the wide receiver idea of the day. Jeremy and Joe, 803 Mike Janitti of Spot Track at 830. If you are someone that wants them to trade digs, we're going to dig into uh, you know financially how that could be the least bit possible, if it is in any way, um, never mind the rest of it. So we'll chat Bill's cap room at 830 with Mike Janitti of Spot Track. Jeremy and Joe on WGR. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. 
Just do a quick search for Tecovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tecovas.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com, and point your toes west. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at HERO.CO. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. February 5th, the weather is, uh, you know, not bad. Not bad today. It was foggy driving in. Sunny. We're seeing the sun. We saw the sun over the weekend. Did you go outside and actually see the sun? Uh, I did because I was carrying giant pieces of drywall and <laughs> bags of old newspaper out to out to a trailer, which, by the way, saving grace that it was sunny because if it had been raining, oh, man, I mean, it would have been a nightmare. It's a good, we probably wouldn't have been able to do it. Like a dumpster trailer here throwing stuff out, doing yeah. home renovations? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Thank goodness it's sunny. Seeing the sun, it's like seeing the Beatles right about now. Holy cow. Let me throw some uh, instant trivia your way. Ooh. Brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. Fresh human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. What number do I want to put on this? I'm trying to figure out... How about, let's say, 20. Can you... This is a Price is Right game. I'm trying to remember which one. The last five seasons for the Sabres on February 4th. Oh, boy. February 5th, excuse me. Can you tell me... How far out they were in each year without going over like a total of 20 points. So year by year, how many points were they out at this time each year? And you can you have 20 points of error that you can go over. <laughs> Does that make sense? Uh, that is a Price is Right game, but I can't remember what it's called. So this year, how far are they? 10. Perfect. You're at zero. Okay. Zero for a mistake. Last year, how far out were they this time last year? 10. Last year? Sure. 
Oh, no, uh, six. They were one point out okay. at this time last year. So you're at five. Okay. Year before that, 2022. Ten. 20. <laughs> they were 20 points out two years ago All this right. time. It's... So you're at 15. 2020. This Ten. is before COVID. This is a Ralph Kruger team. How far out were there that year in February 5th? All right, it's a Kruger team. It's a Kruger team. 40. Were they 40 points they out? They were not 40 points out. Were they 30 out. points they out? They were a little closer than that. 10? 12. Okay. So you're at 17. You're doing math fast here. I'm impressed. Final year, I'll ask you. 2019, another Kruger team. How far out were, there, were oh. they from the playoffs on February 5th of 2019? Well, since that's Kruger's first year, that's the year they finished DFL. DFL. Uh, the last letter is last. Oh, right. Right? That's right, yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they were 24 points out. I think you might have them confused with a different year because they were only three points out. Oh, okay. They were three points out 2019. Maybe Kruger never got it. A little back and forth. 10, 1, 20. Yep. I thought that year was good. They just had a really good March in April, and we had good vibes at the end. Is that what happened? That's the year they fired Kruger. No. 21-22 is a Granado year. Okay. They were 20 points back. And this year, they're 10. So it's not... might feel like this is what happens every year. It's not quite that, but it's pretty pretty accurate. Every year before that, it's like 10 to 15 points. Hmm. And tomorrow... Hey, they're back. They play a team they lost 10 to 1 to the last time they were here. Wow. Yeah, I guess I... I guess I didn't. Here's the thing, Joe. I didn't realize how long Granado has been the coach. He is. This is his third full season. I think I saw he's the longest tenured Sabres coach during the playoff drought. More than Bilesma, more than Housley, more than Kruger, and more than Rolston, I think. But not more than Lindy. I mean, Lindy was a part of the drought, too. Right, yeah, yeah. Okay. But Lindy only coached how many games during the drought? That's what I mean, I think. Uh. Since they last played a playoff game, I think Granado's coached the most games. I'm pretty sure that's right. Until Lindy inevitably returns after being fired by the Devils, and then uh, will take the job. His last hurrah in the NHL, his last challenge, will be to get, yeah. get the Sabres back on track. Yeah, Lindy, okay, so during the drought. How many years? Yeah, the Sabres, like a year and a half? The Sabres made 2010-11. Lindy coached 45 games after missing the playoffs. Oh, he didn't even get through a whole season? No, he coached... I'm sorry. No, you're right. The answer is 99 games. I was, okay, lo- I was okay. looking at wins for whatever reason. So he coached a full year... He coached a full year... And then got... And then 17 games of a lockout-shortened season and was fired. Oh, okay. So Lindy Ruff coached 99 games of this drought. And, and to your point, Granado is, on... is... Oh, boy. 241. Wow. A lot. Why that just that just that just hit you hard? That just landed. Yeah, two hundred and forty games, two hundred and forty-one games. That's that is the numbers you bigger. Know, I I even knew that he was the longest or had coached the most games since the playoffs, and I didn't think the number was that big. I, I thought about Don Granado and the Sabers over the weekend because, of course, like they're about to get back and they're ten points out, and I think a lot of people think their season's toast, but. The things that have happened to them along the way, Sabres fans get mad because I don't think there's any doubt that the Sabres care, but they love to present like everything is okay and they believe in things and they just got to get the. 
Syracuse basketball lost a game this weekend, and first-year head coach Adrian Autry, who replaced Jim Beheim, opened a press conference apologizing to the fans in the building. Wow. Yeah. Sorry to the university and the fans that were here. The performance was unacceptable. Mm-hmm. And I thought, the Sabres have been... They've put out performances that warrant that. Mm-hmm. And that kind of... That kind of post game never comes from them. Not to say that there's really any difference, but what did the post game sound like after they lost nine to whatever to Columbus? I mean, that would have been the night to do it. Well, there would have been ten nights to do it. That's what I mean. I still am not over They're... going to a Sabres Flyers game where it was three nothing after ten minutes. Yeah, I mean they've been terrible in first periods all year long this year. And again, it's all in how you want to present yourself. But it made me think of the Sabres when Adrian Autry did that for Syracuse. I thought, wow. Mm-hmm. That's one way for the coach to kind of take the headline away from the game itself. So you might think it's pandering on some level, but honest answer, that's how I felt about it. Like, wow, Adrian Autry is willing to do that. He's been on the job for a couple months. Anyway, 803-0550 if you want to join us, 1-888-550-2550 on WGR. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.